It's ladies' night. Yes, he does. He whispers sweet peace to us. If you have a bulletin from this morning, go ahead and take a look there. And uh, I kind of got tickled this morning. There were several people that uh, didn't know where I was headed whenever I said... uh, uh, that I, I bowl a 290 average. Preacher, we know better than that. <laughs> Y'all didn't know I was going to say from 10 feet. <laughs> and uh, But yes, error definitely increases with distance. And the same goes with not only bowling, uh, but with parenting. That's why we need to be involved. We need to be there. And go ahead and... Uh, the last point, the, uh, develop your heart, that I want to go over. I had another message, but definitely I'm going to save that ammo bullets for later. It also reminds me of the uh, uh, story one time whenever there was a big ice storm in a country church, kind of like Promised Land, and uh, and 
no, they didn't have the means to get the word out about churches canceled the way we do today. And so four people showed up. And that preacher said, well, I'll tell you what, I've prepared, I'm going to preach. And so he preached his hour-long message. And, uh, and uh, the farmer said, uh, preacher, listen, you know, when, whenever just uh, one or two cows come up, I don't give that one or two cows a whole load of hay. So you, you, you could have just given us one bale. Didn't have to give us a whole load. And uh, so <clears throat> anyway, but I, somebody mentioned about this morning not having uh, much time. If you, if you looked at it, I took my 30 minutes, okay? <laughs> I got my 30 minutes in. And I, I didn't uh, mind it at all. And uh, I love preaching to a, a full house. And I would rather quit and people be wanting more than people wanting you to hush. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to do that. And so I, I, I end it whenever the Lord leads me to. But it was neat. I'd rather pe- people still zoned in at the end of 30 minutes than falling out after 45. And uh, so that's kind of my... <laughs> my deal and so every now and then i'll hit a 40 minute message but i it's kind of like my seminaries instructor saying that if you go the 35 to the 40 mark uh number one you better be rocking and rolling as a preacher or you got some gym dandy people if they're still locked in after 35 minutes because it's tough you can hanging in there i'm i'm a preacher and i love preaching but some preachers I've preached, I wish they had to sit down and hush. Uh, they couldn't preach themselves out of a wet paper bag. And uh, so I'm, you know, better have something to say uh, and something to give And if you're going to be standing up there for that long. Ephesians chapter 5, developing my core. I want to be the man of God that I need to be. An all-pro man of God and... Uh, just just take a look at this so many times and there's uh, one writer said it this way that if you want to see a generation change save your boys if you want to see a generation change save your boys most of the time it's a repeat cycle uh people raise their kids the way they're raised but what if you're raised in a way that had a lot of things lacking? What if you're raised in a way where there is no love? What if you're raised in a home where you don't say I love you? Where you're raised in a way where there's 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 all <clears throat> uh, 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 belittlement. I've seen, I've walked into homes, I've been in homes before where parents, both parents, didn't matter, dad or mom, would would trash and belittle their kids. And there's no love, no encouragement. That's not biblical. That's not in the Bible. That's not in this passage that we're about to read. Uh, Yes, there's discipline, but there's also balance too. And it's right here in God's Word. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning with verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Now, we're just still on the dads. Love your wives, even as Christ love the church or or the men and gave himself for it to to i'm supposed to love my wife and love her to the point that i'm willing to put myself second 
in order to make her successful. If both the husband and the wife did that to each other, say, I want you to be successful. I want you to be successful. I want you to have it easy. I want you to have it easy. I want to lift you up. Well, I want to lift you up. Well, then they'll both be lifting each other up. Going through here that he might say, this is Jesus, but Paul's using this as the husband-wife relationship as an example. Verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the word. Is there something that's causing us a hindrance in our marriage? Uh, Most of the time today, I think it's lack of time. I've seen couples before fall out of love and have all sorts of problems because they did not spend any time together continue to date each other continue to take each other out enjoy one another because marriage is for this life it's for this life okay moving on that he might present it to himself a glorious church so if there's something hindering our church may we give it to god and confess it to god not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that it should be holy and without blemish so ought men to love their wives as their own bodies for he that loveth his wife loveth himself in other words it kind of returns the favor for no man ever yet hated his own flesh but nourisheth and cherisheth it even as the lord's church now the lord is speaking there he knows how men are wired because he designed it he designed them and he designed us a lot of times most guys are are we tend to think of ourselves first we're and and i think it's the survival instinct uh, a guy to protect i'm the protector of the home so what i need what i need if i go to the store what do i need uh if i if something's uh broke what i need to fix it how do i fix this <laughs> i i don't know when it was that i discovered this and i know i didn't figure it out on my own that uh Whenever Karen first came to me with a problem, and it was a problem such as, uh, Michael, you, you're, uh, you know, most time, have you ever noticed you do this with people you love? Uh, Michael, what you said hurt my feelings, or Michael, we're not spending enough time together, or Michael, this is what happened last week, and, uh, this happened, and, and, and Michael, this is, this, <clears throat> Whenever you, uh, we talk about uh, uh, our relationship or our finances or this or that problem, you know, the, the man in me wants to uh, fix it immediately. Or maybe she's wanting to talk to me about something that went on at, at work. And, you know, what do you think about this problem? There's these two ladies at work and, and she doesn't tell me their name. She just uses it as an example. And, uh, and so, you know, I said, well, they need to do this, this, and this. Okay, what's next? Or we need to do this, this, and this. What, what, what's next? Uh, problem number two, bring it on. And she'll, whether she lists three or four things or one thing, and there was a point, and then she would, then she would get mad at me for solving the problem. And I could not figure out why. I solved it. There you go. I solved it in 12 seconds. 
I told you what I think. Well, there's some, there's some point in time, a light bulb or somebody under the Holy Spirit's influence finally got through this reef brain. She wasn't wanting me to solve the problem. She was just wanting to talk. Well, I didn't know that. I had not a clue. I'm still discovering things about Miss Karen, okay? <laughs> and we're still learning, you know, still growing. But, you know, I, I love her. And so I, I've got to be committed to the fact that I, I can't figure, and she has needs that I don't. But I've got to figure out what do I need to do to fulfill those needs because why I love her. And if she needs me to sit and listen, and this, I have no interest in the problems because I can solve them in 12 seconds. So why do I have to go past 12 seconds? So, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. She wants to visit. And then I found out she has talked to me for 24 minutes. And I still know how to fix it. But it's been an investment. I have invested listening to her for 24 minutes because I love her. You see, because what? A man? A man? It says, love your wife even as you love yourself. And my time's worth more than that I'm thinking because I'm selfish that that 24 minutes could have been spent a whole lot better doing something else. But then if you realize, and I did not, I don't know when it clicked. I don't know when it clicked. But I realized that just spending that time listening was giving her what she needed. And it was loving my wife. I was loving my wife by listening to her. And not having to, let me tell you what I think. Let me fix your problem. Let me fix your your, your co-worker's problem. Let me fix whatever. That, that's not what she wanted. And I'm, I'm loving my wife by listening. That's just an example of how I can, you can love and be the man that God wants you to be. And then it goes on to, if you keep reading, and this is a great mystery, verse 32, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Verse 33, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular... That means in all the little details. So love his wife even as himself. And the wife needs to reverence, and that just means respect, her husband. He's in charge. I put in there that God has given the man the appointed task to raise the son, raise my son to be the man that God wants him to be. Now, that's my duty as kind of a mentor. But there's also something else. That if God has blessed you with girls, there's something very unique about the dad-daughter relationship. And any Christian psychologist and anyone who has studied this will tell you. Now, not everybody has boys. But that relationship between a uh, or girls... In that relationship between a daddy and a daughter, there's something about it because a lot of times you will see Christian, excuse me, let's just erase that and just cover the whole gamut. It doesn't matter. You'll see young ladies make wrong choices and it all stems back 
to the relationship or non-relationship they had with their dad. It goes back to that. Because they were missing a father figure. They were seeking some attention somewhere else. Or their dad never spent any time with them. They were seeking attention from somewhere else. And they can now that obviously there's every child and every parent, there's exceptions to every rule or every gamut. I could have done what my parents did. But I knew I was going to make, I just felt it in my heart. I know because God's grace intervened, I wanted my home life to be different than the one I had. I loved, I picked aspects I liked and I knew that God liked. And it doesn't mean that me or Karen, I've preached this and preached this, that we're not perfect and none of, nobody else in this room is, are there? What we pick and we try to say, God, what, let, help me be the husband, the wife, the parent that God wants me to be. And when I mess up, let me have the guts enough to apologize to my wife, my husband, my kids, and say, can we try that again? And, we go, and that's, that's the respect, that's the reverence. And, there, and every wife should, if a husband would be that kind of man and be that kind of man of God, an all-pro man of God, that, that wife will reverence a husband that would do that. That would lo- Any man, and if, if a wife has a, a, a husband that's willing to lay down his life and he gives time to her and he listens to her and he works with her and it's teamwork it's not a it's not a dictatorship it's teamwork it's just like in the bible that that she's from my rib she's not from my foot and it's a teamwork and i look at it that way just like the bible preaches and says then that that wife will reverence her husband it will okay or she'll come under conviction to do so Okay, and um, well, the last point. So I'm, I need to develop my heart to love my wife, uh, or excuse me, the second point, to love my kids. And that goes on, remember, no chapters and verses, it just continues on uh, 6-1, obey your parents, da, 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 but all the way to 6-4. This is my parenting verse that Paul puts in here. If you want to be an all-pro man of God... Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up, which means this, that wrath means bitterness. So I want to raise my kids to not be bitter against me, but get this, some parents are so uh, either hypocritical in their raising or legalistic in their raising that some kids don't want anything to do with the Lord because they saw hypocrisy, which means, well, at church, we're this way. But as soon as I get home, or get, it doesn't even have to be in the home, I get in the parking lot and get in the car, the unchristlike spirit comes out. And it's not the same. And they say, oh, kids are not dumb. And so uh, that can turn a child, but some children persevere through that and be, follow the lord anyway thank the lord but that's why it says that's why it's there that i mean god didn't waste ink when he put that verse in there it wasn't just to take up space but he says how how should i be what kind of dad does god want you to be bring them up in the nurture wait a second there's nothing nurturing about the male species 
according to this verse in the Bible, if it's as inspired of God, and I think it is, that there is some nurturing that can go on. That means a guy can have a tender side, can have a caretaking side, and can act, means I care. I have kindness in my heart, and if I can't demonstrate it to my kids, who could I, can I demonstrate it to? That verse says, bring them up in the nurture. That's the, an admonition means, hey, this is what you should nurture. This is how you do it. And not only let me tell you how to do it, I'm going to show you how to do it. Admonition, son, you don't need to do this. And I messed up. And you're open, honest. I messed up. Admonition, I'm going to admonish you. You see that balance? Nurture and what? Admonition, what you don't need to do. And admonition. So I, yes, being an all-pro man of God, nurture and admonition. So I not only need to love my wife and love my kids, but I also need to love other people. Why? So my family will. You are the role model and the... Did you know Job is counted as before there were priests in the Mosaic Law, there was people like Job and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. They were the priests, which means this. You are God's... First light to your family. You are the, the priest to the family. You're the role model for the family. You're the, the spiritual preacher for your family. You pastor your family. I don't. I pastor the church. And we ha- and I'm the, just the under-shepherd to the great shepherd. So you are a preacher too to your family. What kind of preacher are you? How do you treat other people? How you treat other people will come out in your kids. Did you hear me? How you treat other people will come out in your kids. The Bible says in 1 John, let's head that away, and the whole the several chapters in 1 John are about loving other people. And it, it says this, First John 4, 7 through 8. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth, that just means shows love, expresses love, is born of God. And they know God. But he that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. And that doesn't mean that we don't say we love God. But did you know that I need to love other people? Even even people that disagree with me. Even people that dislike me. Even people that uh, may not uh, uh, like me. I need to love them. Did you know that... Uh, even G, even the apostle Peter, he was saying, he was uh, telling the Lord at the Lord's Supper. He said, uh, <clears throat> Jesus took upon the form of a servant and he wrapped himself in a towel. And he went up to the apostle Peter and said, uh, I need to wash your feet. 
And Apostle Peter said, no, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. Now, Jesus is definitely the pastor of that first church. And he could have said, well, listen to me. I, I'm, this is what I've got to do. And he said, well, Peter, if I can't wash your feet, I, how can we have fellowship? Our fellowship would be broken. And he said, then he changed his mind. He said, oh, not my feet only, but my whole everything which tells me that listen so basically what did apostle peter apostle peter disagreed with his pastor jesus but the pastor replied how well i i just want to have fellowship with you you see what i mean so they he didn't say hey listen to me he responded lovingly well, I want to just have fellowship with you. And then he changed his mind. He said, well, I, I do want our fellowship. I do want it. So even we're to love what? God, if you want to be an all-pro man of God, or even person, it doesn't matter, man or woman, love God, love your spouse, love your family, and lastly, love other people. And you'll be an all-pro we get ready for a hymn of invitation father as we bow before you we realize that your word teaches us about relationships our the greatest relationship is what we the one we have with you and from that relationship we learn about love and sacrifice and forgiveness from how you've treated us is how we should treat other people and each other. Help me to be the man of God that you want me to be. I pray for every man in the room that they would be men of God and they would look to you, that they would love you, love their family and love other people love each other we have to have your strength for that in jesus name amen